Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Hidden Gems Podcast. So, um, this week, I'm going to be revisiting this idea of like, (laughs) or not even revisiting. So, before I even get into it, and you know I'm going to talk about it in Astrology Time with Kendra, but Mercury's at a retrograde, um, finally. So, everybody should be feeling a little better. But um, I wanted to talk about a type of like reflection that I had in the retrograde that pertains to, I think, my first episode of this season when I was talking about taking a break. So, last week I did not record an episode, and I was going to, but... I got so busy, and for those of you who know, uh, who follow me on Instagram, you see that I, or you know, because I put pictures up, I combed out my locks, and I had had that set of locks for only um, a year and some change, so, like, combing them out wasn't that difficult. It did take me all weekend, though, and that is really, like, the main reason why I didn't put out an episode last weekend, because... That took up all of my time, and, like, I was combing my hair and also having to mom, so (laughs) I had a lot of times during the weekend where I was just, like, busy, because if I didn't finish it, I would be walking around with, like, half a head of loose hair and half a head of dreads, and I was not going to do that. I was very determined to get it done last weekend. So, um, one of the days when I was combing out, because I started on Friday when I came home from work, and I got, like, a nice size of hair combed out, but I went to bed at 9, like, my regular time. I was tired, because it was Friday, I had been at work, um, but I woke up on Saturday, early in the morning, around 6, and started combing, and got a lot out, um, and then Saturday night... I was still combing. I didn't go to bed. I actually, so I stopped combing and I tried to record an episode around like 10. And I was like, I recorded it and I listened back to it and I just really didn't like it. Like for me, I felt like it was rushed and I felt like it just wasn't something that I had to be pressed to put out. And I had to take a moment to think back to my own episode excuse me, where I was talking about all the wonderful things that I learned in the time that I took a break from podcasting and kind of slowed my life down. And that is like the epitome of what Mercury's retrograde is. It slows you down so that you can reflect and think about things and figure out how you could be better, things that you don't need to do right now or things you just kind of need to put a pause on. So I listened back to it, and I was just like, I'm not feeling it. I feel like it's rushed. And I waited, so I finished combing my hair out. Well, I didn't finish combing my hair out on Saturday night, but I kept combing. I actually fell asleep with the comb in my hand. My husband came home because he went to um, corner his one of his best friends, one of his teammates. Um, Robert Hale had a fight last weekend, and he won. And my husband drove to Alabama to go uh, corner him. So he was in Alabama with him. Uh, cornering him last weekend while I was combing my hair out 
And he came home because he drove back after the fight. So he came home about 3 o'clock. And when he came in, I didn't even hear him come in because I was asleep. But I was sitting up in the bed asleep with the TV on, with a comb in my hand and a lock in my other hand. I was knocked out. I didn't even realize I was asleep like that. So, anyways, I stopped combing then. And then on Sunday, I woke up and we went to breakfast. And then I came home and I finished combing them out. So I had them all done by... Mm, I'll say two o'clock last Sunday I was done combing and um, my hair was out and I was happy and I still feel really good about it I'm glad I didn't cut it because that is one thing that I um, almost did during the Mercury retrograde and the last time I cut my set off was my first set of locks that I had for five years and I really regretted that um, so Again, reflecting. So I, before I cut them, I reflected back and I was like, you know what? You really didn't like when you cut off your other set. Um, so maybe you don't cut off this one. Maybe you figure out how to get it out, whether that means you're going to be growing them for a while or, um, or combing them. So I combed them. And a lot of people were like, how did you comb them? What did you have to do? So combing your locks out, totally off topic from anything that I'm ever talking about. But I feel like this season is just like I, kind of like an off-topic season. <laughs> um, just kind of like behind the scenes. So combing your hair out, combing your locks out requires a lot of like conditioner and um, water and a rat tail comb. Uh, it's depending on how long you've had your locks, I guess that kind of determines the length of time that it would take for you to comb them out. I know that if I had tried to comb out my five-year locks, that would have took a lot of time. I actually watched a YouTube video of this girl who was combing hers out. She had hers for five years, and she said it took her three weeks to comb them out, which is understandable because your hair is a lot more matted. It's um, a lot more locked. Like So my this set of locks for me, I felt like it took it wasn't really um, locked, like the, my ends weren't. So that was also kind of an up for me. So it didn't take that long because, my, again, my ends were barely locked. They were still very curly. So that was already kind of loose and easy to get through. But some people, when they do it, they, like, put the conditioner on the lock and, like, use a spray bottle to wet their hair, or not necessarily in that order. Um, what I did was... I have, um, the conditioner I used was the pattern, uh, conditioner from, I think that's Tracy Ellis Ross. That's her brand. I had, that's what I used to wash my hair. So I had like, um, I guess, a it, it's a big, like, uh, jar of conditioner. It's the big version. It's not the small version with, it's the big version with the pump. So I had maybe like a third of that left. So what I did was. I filled it with water, mixed it up real good, and, like, I would dip each lock in or dip a few locks in at a time, put the shower cap over the other ones that were wet and dry, and then as I'm working on one, I would just have the one out of the shower cap working it with the rat tail comb, um, and that's how I did it, and that worked for me, so, um, but, yeah, that's what I was doing last weekend, and that's why I did not record an episode, well, I did, but... On Sunday, when I woke up and I finished combing out my locks after we ate, um, I went back into the room, because that's where I usually record. I went into the room, and I started listening to it, and I was just like, hmm, I'm not really feeling this. So, 
I don't think I'm going to put it out because it was sort of just, it sounded rushed to me. And if you've ever worked on like a project or something and you know, like you were supposed to get it done a while ago or you were supposed to get it done before, but life kind of happens, things kind of get in the way and you still try to get it done later. And it's just not your best work or you don't feel really great about it. And that's how I felt about it. And that's okay. And that's why I didn't put it out last week. But I was able to just kind of get my thoughts together for this week. So this week I have an episode for you guys. And we are here. We are talking about it. (laughs) And uh, hopefully you guys enjoy this week's episode. So in all of my (laughs) reflection during the retrograde, I was really just... It really made me realize like the importance of not rushing things and actually taking your time and finishing what you have to finish and then doing what's next. So for me, combing out in this situation, combing out, combing out my locks was something that I could not really rush because I was the only person doing it. Now, if I had a gang of people helping me comb them out, then I probably could have got you on episode. But that was not something that I could rush in order to get the episode out. So for me, I was having to take my time in one area of my life, and then I tried to rush another area of my life, and it just didn't work out. And I think that can be applied in so many ways. Like we see a space in our life that we know is going to require a lot of work, and we know it's going to require a lot of patience and time and sometimes we feel like life is moving so fast around us that we have to rush our own shit even shit that we know we should not be rushing or shit that we know doesn't need to be rushed and would be better if it wasn't rushed so in that instance I I knew that I did not need to rush and I'm sure like we all have moments in our lives where it's not necessarily combing out your locks or recording a podcast episode, but it could be going back to school. Like, I feel like, um, so one thing I talk about a lot is when, and I, I don't talk about it on a podcast a lot, but I talk about it to my friends a lot. When I went to college, I didn't necessarily have, like, a plan. Uh, I kind of just went there. I chose a major because I knew I was good at writing. So I wanted to choose a major that I knew I would get good grades in because I didn't want to flunk out of college because that was something that, um, for me, was very important. And before I went to college, a good like family friend of ours told me, she was like, look, black girls don't go to college to find themselves, so you need to do the four years and then be done with it. And I was like, okay. So like all throughout college, that's all I heard in my head. And my junior year, I think that's when I picked up a minor, which was like visual arts. And I really, really enjoyed visual arts. And I got really, really good grades in all of my minor courses. And I really wanted to explore that more but because I was I feel like rushing through um trying to hit that four-year mark and not be there longer than four years I did not change my major I kept my major the same 
and I um, graduated, you know, the next year. But that is something that I have, like, low-key always kind of regretted. I kind of regret not exploring things a little more in college, especially with, like, when it comes to, like, areas of learning. And now that I am 32, oh, yeah, my birthday passed. My birthday was January 25th. So that happened, too. Um, But, yeah, so now that I'm, like, 32, I'm just, like, I always – so I have a master's degree, and it's in early childhood education and leadership. My bachelor's degree is in English language and literature. But if you know me, you know how much I really love drawing, coloring, designing, doing all of these – photography, doing all of these things um, that are – that have nothing to do with anything that I earned a degree in. And it's just interesting because a lot of times in life I reflect on those times where I had moments to make a choice and I didn't pull the trigger. So now I'm all about pulling the trigger, kind of, but not really. (laughs) And when I say kind of, I mean because... Like I explained to y'all before, I'm very much into routines, and that's a problem for me. That's a real problem, like why I can't pull the trigger sometimes. Very much into routines. So I get used to doing something, and I feel like that is the way that it has to be done or that I can't break away from that routine because it would be too much, like, turmoil for me. Uh, So... I feel like this portion of my life, because all of the stuff that's been happening, like, career-wise, has really uh, humbled me, I guess, in terms of thinking that everything has to be in a routine. Now, I still am very comfortable when I am in a good routine, and I know what's going to happen next, and I know what's going to be this. But when you're in these zones of comfort, it is very difficult to grow because you know we get comfortable and we're like oh we're just chilling and this season of my life has just really been a season of growth because it has forced me to be uncomfortable and it has forced me to slow down and realize that I cannot rush things and it has also forced me to pull the trigger so in my this time where I feel like I'm in this like basically like this grinder get it like I really feel like I'm getting it out the mud at this point in my life like career wise um it has forced me it has forced me to do things that I would have never done fucking 10 years ago when I was in college and I didn't want to pull the trigger on changing my major like this I always felt like you know I had to or like I was going to be stuck teaching a certain age group. And with all of this happening, it has kind of made me explore other age groups or explore the idea of me teaching other age groups, something I would have never done. And through that, and then talking to my friend Asia, who was actually my my college roommate, (laughs) um, I am checking out some different things. And I mean, we'll see where it goes, but like I have pulled the trigger quite a bit on as far as like just doing things so that I could be in a position to try out something new, if that makes any sense. But 
in this period of grinding and getting it, like it's important to really focus on the step that's in front of you. Another project I've been working on is I've been designing, and I can tell y'all, I feel like I feel more comfortable telling y'all this now because Mercury is out of retrograde, but it started before the retrograde. I've been working on designing journals and coloring books. Um, and like, I know there's a way to do it where you can use uh, Canva, and a lot of people do that for, especially like the way that I'm trying to get into doing this. A lot of people do that, but I really wanted to be a little, I really want to be my own shit, and I don't want to run into anybody's like copyright laws or infringement or anything like that. So I'm trying to, you know, design the cover, design the inside, um, the coloring book, designing the coloring book, my first coloring book, and I'm about to put it out very soon, uh, is only going to have, I, I feel like 30 pages. I tried to make it to 50 pages because that's like basically what is like the average um, for what coloring books have. But I feel like this one's just going to be about 30. And when I was designing it, I was just thinking about how I like coloring books, but I don't always like to, I sometimes get overwhelmed when coloring books have too much detail or too much for me to have to commit to coloring on one sheet of paper so like my designs are a little bigger they're um a little less like intricate some of them are pretty intricate but some of them are not and um I will say most of them I feel like they're not but they do allow you like the opportunity to sit and reflect I like when I like coloring I like to be able to make a lot of straight lines or like continuous curves and things like that I don't really like to like have to make little curves and stop to make another little curve and stop to make another little curve even though sometimes that is something I really do like but most of the time that's not something I like so um, in my designing of this coloring book, that is what I've been working on. So I try to do like 10 pages a day. I set a goal to do 10 pages a day in um, my designs so that like within five days, ideally, I would have 50 pages. So right now I have about 35. So, but it's important to give yourself like some grace and be like, you know what, this is my goal, but understand that you also have a life outside of your work and you have to take care of your kids and take care of your house and you know spend time with your partner and work at work so that is what has been taking up a lot of my time and then the journals are a little easier it's basically mainly designing the cover and putting the pages, how many pages I'm going to put inside of it, because it's going to be, the first one's going to be pretty simple. And then another thing that I was, I was talking to my friend Ivory, and I always talk about my friends on here, but I never say their names. So um, these people, <laughs> so anyways, these people um, are great people. I have great friends. So I was talking to my friend Ivory, and I was revisiting the idea of publishing my story Red Rain. It's a short story, and I haven't finished it yet, so, um, but it's going to be a short story, and I was like, you know, the more I work on publishing my, uh, or designing my coloring book and my journal, I'm like, I actually really could just publish this little short story. It could just be a little short story, and she was like, yeah, and then she 
like it's good to have people who you can bounce ideas off of like this and then she was like or she was like you could publish your short story and then maybe you know have an anthology of short stories and I was like oh yeah that's a good job I mean a good job that's a good idea because they don't all have to be you know going along with what the fuck rain has going on and then she was like or (laughs) ivory is always full of ideas she was like or you could do a collection of short stories from like your stories and other people's stories and I was like oh yeah and so the funny thing is when I was in college I was in a club called estuary and we used to publish a book um every year which basically was that (laughs) um in short it was like stories poems and I think at one point they had like some artwork in there I have one I have like two estuaries but yeah so Now I'm fooling with that idea. So I get a lot of ideas. So it's very important for me to take time for myself to sit down and slow down so that I can focus on the step that's in front of me. Like, what am I focusing on right now? Like, what is going to be my main focus right now that I need to get out? Because I will get all of these ideas in my head and I will try to do everything at once. And during, and not just during this retrograde, but over this this weird little season of my life, which I feel like has been my retrograde. (laughs) Um, I have really realized how important it is to focus on my steps and prioritize things and kind of put things into place so that that's going and it's good and then move on to the next thing. Because sometimes you just, and I feel like maybe all the time, you can't just try to do everything at once it's something that is maybe it's something that's probably deeply ingrained in people like us like (laughs) or in people maybe it's something that because okay so my mom I always talk about her but my mom is a baby boomer and I've said this before so like they're very much like you can't slow down. You got to keep moving. Da, 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 da. And I'm a millennial. And so to hear her in the back of my head all the time, like, you got to do this. What are you doing now? You can't take no time. You, can't, you, you shouldn't just be sitting around. Like, a lot of us growing up, that's how our parents were. Like, they don't, they don't do that. Like, you're chilling in your room on Saturday not doing nothing all day. Like, what are you doing? You need to get up. Don't you have something you need to be doing? You need to go clean up. You need to do this. And as an adult... We're having to relearn those types of things. So um, now I'm having to take the time to just be like, okay, Kendra, it's okay to slow down. It's okay to take a break. It's okay to chill for a minute and then get back to what you're doing because that is what's going to be best for you. I am so much more productive when I start taking time to, like, chill than I am when I'm always trying to go, 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 go. And now, don't get me wrong, though. When I'm going, 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 I can go. But I always get to a point where I feel like I'm overwhelmed. I can't do this anymore. And then I start knocking things off the list. Like, you know what? That's not even that great. I don't want to do that. And it's actually very um, funny because if you ever want to see me do this in real time, have me like come to your 
like if you're a teacher have me and you need to, somebody to come clean your classroom or you need to go through some cabinets or at your house and you're like trying to purge have me come help you purge and watch how I purge and then you'll be like oh this is what she does when she's overwhelmed because purging overwhelms me very much I hate going into spaces where I have to like clean out other people's mess so um it even my own mess sometimes I will just get to the point where I'm cleaning and at first I'm like yeah we're gonna clean we're cleaning we're pulling things down we're sorting and then it's like an hour later if we're still doing it an hour later I'm at the point where I'm throwing everything in the trash I'm like you know what it doesn't even matter we can just buy you can get new stuff um you don't want that anymore. You sure you don't want that? You're back and forth about it. You don't really want it. I'm throwing it in the trash. And that's what I do in life. So, like, if you ever want to see that, be like, Kendra, can you help me clean up? Kendra, can you help me? <laughs> I'm trying to reorganize something, and I need to empty out all of my cabinets and then put all my stuff back in. Like, that overwhelms me. I can't do that. I can, but I can't. Cause I'm gonna throw stuff away, like going through my kids' toys. Oh my god! I would, t- I would, I literally once I was so overwhelmed at cleaning their room. They had a container, like a little basket full of toys. I just took the whole basket to the Goodwill. I just put it in my car. I didn't even go through it. Drove the whole basket to the Goodwill and was like, "Yep, y'all take that." So I mean, that's that's how I am about stuff like that. And um, not saying it's healthy, but that's just. The way I am. So it's very important for me right now to, and I've started to realize this, to focus on what I need to focus on and what's right in front of me and make sure that um, I'm not doing anything too rash or overwhelming myself. All right, so I want to share a quick story time. So... I'm going to share the story first, and then I'm going to tell y'all what I learned from it. So this is a story about a time where um, I lived in a house, and we had a dishwasher that was fully functioning, but it was not, I guess, all the way anchored inside of the little crevice that it was in in the kitchen, right? So every time we would open the dishwasher, we could only pull out one row at a time to load dishes right because if we pulled out two rows the dishwasher would fall forward and we had that dishwasher for (laughs) years about five years and we had just gotten used to it like we knew like when you open the dishwasher you can only pull out one row at a time to load dishes because if you pull out both the dishwasher is basically going to fall forward we started having kids it became a little more of a hazard because um once like um when Sam was little he pulled up and was leaning up on the dishwasher and it like leaned forward and it would never like fall completely out because it was already close to the ground but it fell forward and then the rows both of the like rows uh rolled out and like hit him on the head and he was just dramatic but we knew like to be very careful with the dishwasher so fast forward fast forward to now and um living in a new spot, got a new dishwasher, and I still operate the same way with this new dishwasher that is fully installed as I was with the old dishwasher. So like with this new one, 
I'll only pull out one row. And like there will be times where I'm like, oh, you don't have to do that anymore. You can pull out both rows because you can load both rows because this one is installed so that it will not fall over or fall out or, you know, into the ground or whatever. And um, for me, that was just something that I learned like, wow, I'm still operating in a mindset as if I was in a place that I am no longer in. And I think that that goes to say that you can relate that to a lot of things in your life. If you are in a situation or in a place where you're still operating in the mindset of a place that you are no longer in, even if it's something as small as that, like it doesn't hinder me that I only pull out one row in this new dishwasher that works perfectly fine, that's not going to fall forward. But for me, a lot of times I'm like, oh, wait, no, you can make it easier on yourself. You can do more than one row at a time and you can fully load the dishwasher in less time than it would take you before than before. Um, sometimes we get so accustomed to doing things one way that we when we finally have opportunities to do them another way, we won't even do that because we're still operating kind of basically kind of like with like, I guess, like PTSD almost uh, that you feel like you can't because you're afraid of what's going to happen if you do. Like, it makes me anxious to think about the dishwasher falling out because I'm like, ah, I don't want to hear the way it sounds or like have to push it back in and do that or whatever. But even though I'm in a place where I have a new dishwasher that doesn't do that. So that is just something that had been on my mind for a while that I wanted to share. And I was just like, oh, I got to, I don't know why (laughs) it's still on my mind. But if that applies to you, I want you to know that you are no longer in that place where you have to operate like that anymore. And you can pull out both rows at one time and not worry about your dishwasher falling out because you got a new dishwasher now. It's time for Astrology Talk with Kendra. All right, so you already know what time it is. It is time for Astrology with Kendra. I tried to switch it up, but not really. Um, So good news, guys. Mercury and Venus are fully out of retrograde. And we will not be having any more retrogrades until April 29th. And I think that's when I think it's Mercury that goes back into retrograde. So we all the planets are like stationed direct right now. And now is a good time to really get shit done. So we all have like this. What is it like a two, two and a half month window to really grind and get it and get shit done before the next set of retrogrades starts happening. So get to get the shit done right now. Like whatever you have to do, whatever you've been waiting to pull the trigger on, pull the trigger now and get it done. Um, because now is the best time to kind of go ahead and move forward with that. We had a couple really good um things like moons or times to manifest we just had the 2 2 22 uh portal that everybody uh hopefully you manifested on but if not the um the other one that's coming up is the 2 22 22 so 
be on the lookout for that. Keep that clock, clocked in in your brain. Um, oh, the other thing I wanted to share with you guys. So I think the last time I talked to, I made mention about how when you read your daily um, horoscopes, you should be reading them according to your rising sign and not your sun sign. And a lot of people didn't know that. So... Okay, so this is a funny one. <laughs> so uh, I recently was talking to my friend about uh, retrogrades, obviously, because we've been doing retrogrades. But there is this really interesting theory, and it's probably true, about Leos and Cancers. Um, because these two planets, Leos are ruled by the sun, Cancers are ruled by the moon. And those two signs never retrograde. So like wherever you have a Leo placement or a cancer placement in your house, um, the theory is that that is a place where you do not really reflect or go back and think. So for me, I have a Leo rising and my Leo rising, I want to say it's in like my first house. I'm about to tell y'all. I could just look it up. I don't even have to guess. I mean, not even look it up. I can pull it up because I literally have it sitting right here on my phone yeah it's in my first house which has to do with like um I think it's like physical appearance or something like that um anyways so like for me that's a place where I don't really reflect it's not a place where I'm like "Mm, let me think about that um I'm not gonna wear that like I'm very much like take me as I am this is how I am this is how I'm gonna dress And this is how it's going to be. Like, there's nothing wrong with the way that I dress. And I don't want to hear anybody tell me that. Um, But but maybe there are things that need to change. But still, have I changed anything? No, absolutely not. So, (laughs) uh, Leos and Cancers have difficulty with reflection. And and, um, it's funny because Nate, my husband, is a Leo sun and a Leo moon. So my man's is struggling to reflect (laughs) a lot of times, but, um, it's just interesting, um, how astrology plays out in your life so much. Okay. So if you're into like reincarnation and stuff like that, um, and you want to know how that has to deal with astrology, I would like to tell you that you can look in your chart and find your North node and your South node, right? So your North Node, and I was literally just having this conversation with my friends about it. So your North Node represents like karmic paths and lessons that we came here to learn um, or like the language we're learning to speak. And your South Node reveals the challenges and gifts um, that we bring in from previous lifetimes. So like in your chart, um, I don't feel like it's necessarily difficult to find your north node I think is your rising sign and I believe your south node is your sun sign uh but sure but you know we'll go through it um so your south node reveals and I'm reading now your south node reveals gifts that you bring into this lifetime your sweet spot your comfort zone You will be innately good in these areas of life and you may begin your early path based on your self-note leanings. While this can bring a sense of satisfaction, it is unlikely to elevate you to blissville. There's a sense of been there, done that in the field of self-note activities. 
and indeed you have in many past lifetimes. So example for example, like my self node is um I think it's my Leo. So like that means in like my past life that I was like a performer and like on stage and like out in the public and making myself known. And sometimes like when we come if you believe in reincarnation, you come back to this life to learn a lesson. And living your in living your current life in your south node like doing the things that are comfortable to you you won't learn the lessons you won't grow like the karma from your past life will still be there because you're not living in your north node where or you need to be living where you're learning or um, making yourself better so um that's where that is so the south node is the south node is your horoscope hometown Perhaps not the place you want to settle permanently, but somewhere cozy to visit when you need to feel a sense of place or belonging. Now, your north node is your destiny that's calling. The north node is the exact opposite of the south. Your north node is the exact opposite of the zodiac sign of the south node. It illuminates the terrain that's calling your name. By climbing to the peak of this mountain, it's like trekking up Mount Everest. So it's going to be very difficult. <laughs> that's what I got from that. It's going to be very difficult trying to live in your North Node. But that's what you're here to do. Um, you'll have to lighten up your baggage and enlist a proverbial Sherpa to get you up that hill. It's your learning curve. North Node activities require you to stretch your comfort zone. Once you do, you'll be amazed by how fulfilled you feel. It's like the activation of your life's mission. The sooner you align yourself with this path, the more purpose-driven your life will become. However, you will often return to your self-node as that ace in the hole, kind of like returning home to your roots even after you've made your way in the world. So, it also says... We often think that just because we're good at something or it comes easily to us, that it's what we should do with our lives. Yet, sometimes the easy way doesn't feel spiritually satisfying. Maybe you've taken this path enough times in past lives and you're ready for something new. So your lunar nodes, north and south nodes, they're determined by the points where the moon's orbit crosses the ecliptic. Um, the apparent path that the sun makes around the earth. So, the nodes take into account the sun, the moon, and the earth, and they fall in the same sign that the eclipses are in when you were born. Yeah, so for me, my north node is in Aquarius, and my south node is in Leo. So, in my past life, like I said, um, because it's in Leo, that means like I was out there performing, like on stage doing something. And my south node is in, I mean, my north node is in Aquarius, which means in this lifetime, what I should be doing more of is kind of focusing my efforts on like humanitarian types of things and like connectivity and building, um, communities within friendships and things like that so 
that is where I am. And I will say, um, because it's, you know, your south node or your your north node, like, trying to live your life in that style can be difficult. And it really can. Um, because just thinking about where I am now, career-wise, it is very different than, like, what I would have done before. But in a sense, it can be a way to kind of give back because just of the circumstance so um but like you have to put up with all the other shit like we all I'm sure nobody would mind giving back if it was like easy but you got other shit that's going on (laughs) outside factors that make it kind of like oh my god this shit is annoying but anyway that's what it is so if you ever want to know like your past life what you were doing in your past life or like um the type of lifestyle that you led look at your north and south node and then where you should be going and what you should be doing to fulfill yourself in this life um look at those two notes and you can have it all figured out kind of at least it'll give you like an idea so like really your chart your astrology chart um it's supposed to like in general just give you an idea of the path of life that you are walking in this life's lifetime because like it's got from the moment you were born all the way up until everything so it's just really a guide to the path that you are walking in this life so I highly encourage looking at it um I would really love for everybody <laughs> to get on CoStar and <laughs> friend me on co-star on co-star my name is k willie 087 um but co-star is an app i like to use so i can keep up with my friends i do use time passages for all the like heavy hitters the heavy uh astrology hitters out there i do use time passages um but i don't have any friends that use time passages so it's really just me on there. Um, but CoStar is what I like to use because it's a little more palatable for people who are kind of just getting into astrology than um, Time Passages is. And I told y'all I, have, I use the Pattern app also. The Pattern app is crazy accurate, but it doesn't make it like it's an astrology app. It's not like, oh, Leo Sun, you have this going on today. It's not like any of that. It's very different. So it's just kind of like this is your path that you're walking on right now. These are the cycles. This is your timing. Like this is what's going to be happening. But it's it's good. It's good insight. I like to sit there and read through all three of those. Like I take time during the day to read through all three of them. So that's just my little tidbit from Astrology Time with Kendra. All right, people. So to close out the episode today, I just want to say thank you all for tuning into another episode. Thank you to everyone um, for your kind words about me combing my hair out. Um, And thank you guys for tuning in. I want to give a shout out to a... So since it's Black History Month, before I close this episode out, I do want to give a shout out in each episode this month to a small business, a small black owned business. So it's a random shout out. They don't know I'm doing it, but I am going to just do it. Um, This first shout out is going to be for uh, Destin Designs. She is currently um, 
having people sign up for a braid academy. So if you want to learn how to braid, she will teach you how to braid. And this girl can braid, okay? Um, she is really, honestly, <laughs> part of the reason why I combed my locks out. Because she braided my hair a couple years ago. Uh, not even a couple years ago. I feel like it was my, maybe like a year and a half. Maybe two years ago. Um, it's the lemonade braid style. And I absolutely love that style. She did such a good job with my hair. I 10 out of 10 highly recommend her. But she's got the Braid Academy um, beginners class. She's got limited a limited amount of seats. So y'all need to go sign up for this. And um, what you'll learn is a single braid for natural hair, how to part correctly, cornrow natural hair, how to add extensions, product control, and knowledge. And she includes a mannequin head and a stand, a braiding kit, refreshments, um, you get a certificate, and you get a lifetime mentor. So the class will begin at 1.30 on March 5th, 2022. And this is only for adults. So this is for adults who are learning, trying to learn how to braid. So go to her Instagram page to get more details. That is destined, D-E-S-T-I-N-E-D underscore designs and go sign up for her class if you want to learn how to braid because as good as she can braid I know she's going to really hook everybody up and she's really going to teach you how to do it she does a really good job with braiding and like that is the first time or she is the first braider that I have really seen that really helps like protect like your edges and stuff um when she's braiding and I highly recommend her so go sign up for her class she is having in March she's got limited seats available so y'all better sign up and that concludes this week's episode of the hidden gems podcast thank you guys for tuning in if you want to follow me on Instagram Twitter Facebook um you can find me at your host Kendra if you want to add me as a friend on CoStar um, if you don't mind me seeing your whole chart, because I'm going to go look at it and read it if you add me. So um, it is KWilly087. So go find me on CoStar so I can look at y'all's charts because I'm nosy and I want more CoStar friends so I can just know everybody's charts. But y'all have a good week. Oh, and if you follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, then you know I'm doing my HBCU OOTD um, so all this month I'm trying to, or all this month on the days that I actually have to report to work, I'm trying to wear blue and orange or incorporate blue and orange into my outfit somehow, some way to, to represent Savannah State. So I do like an OOTD every day that I go to work. And, um, it's funny to me because I just usually kind of just bum it out at work I'm not gonna lie but this has forced me to put on clothes on days <laughs> when I go to work so check me out on there and I will see y'all on the next episode thank you thank you thank you I love you guys have a great week